everyone. This is Adrian Everhart. If you're enjoying my podcast and also enjoy my YouTube channel, I suggest you go a little bit deeper into one of my self-study programs. I recommend everyone start with my ebook, 500 Ways to Talk to a Man. It also comes with a two-day video class. This ebook has transformed the lives of so many women because I help you get aligned with your natural feminine energy and learn to speak and phrase your words in a way that really connects to a man's heart instead of challenging him with masculine energy. I can teach you so much more in my self-study programs. I have something for every topic that you may be interested in. And of course, New Man Manifesto, which is a 12-week manifesting course. It comes with homework and lots of extras. So head on over to my website, everheartcoaching.com to learn more. You're listening to This Podcast is for Women, episode number 46, with special guest, my husband, Jeff. This is also a book review podcast episode where I discuss The Hidden Life of Trees by Peter Wallenbin. I'm really excited to share this episode because gardening has definitely brought my husband and I so much closer on a much deeper level, and it really is testimony to the feminine energy and masculine energy connection to nature. We're going to share our different perspectives of just how things unfold for us regarding communication in the garden, the different types of jobs we take on. I found it especially interesting that I was often concerned with what someone was thinking or feeling during that process. And I really connect with more how I'm feeling in the garden, especially when I'm kind of spying on my husband while he's doing some hard labor (laughs) in the yard. One of my favorite things to do. He talks about how he really likes to take something that is empty and fill it up, find a spot to beautify and make it better. It really is amazing how masculine and feminine energy comes in in our lives in so many different ways and that you learn to communicate with your partner much differently while you're doing something like gardening, something that you can each have your own role in and you can really bring that into your house, into your relationship, into other hobbies. It's a great way to connect with your partner. I'm gonna start off with my latest book read, which is The Hidden Life of Trees. If you've been listening since January, you'll know that I'm reading one book a month and I'm still kind of reading other books during that process. And I will bring relationship-minded books into the conversation as well. However, once in a while, I go off track and I read something that really inspires my inner girl. Something that when I just look at it, I think about reading it, it makes me feel good. So often feeding our and fueling our feminine energy is really about what makes me feel good. I spend so much of my time learning, doing self-help books, reading self-help books and things like this. I don't always feel good in that process. So when I have the opportunity to read a book about something that really interests me, I'm going to do it. And I hope you do it too, whether you read this book or something else that just speaks to you and calls out to you. I really enjoyed The Hidden Life of Trees because there is so much communication going on with trees, other trees, insects, fungi growing under the earth. It's remarkable how much communication is going on around us and how trees really work together to thrive and grow. I love that trees are very slow moving 
It's a very slow process how a tree establishes itself. It's really in it for the long haul. And my gosh, if you're ever feeling disconnected from this planet, go hug a tree. <laughs> it's really one of the most grounding and natural experiences to get up close with nature. So in this book, I learned that trees actually give off vibrations and communicate during different events, whether that's through pheromones or actual vibrations under the earth or within the tree. And they communicate about insects and predators. They're always fighting to get the sunlight, who's gonna be the tallest and get the most sunlight. But other trees wait around for their chance to grow and they really help feed and nourish the mother tree. I was fascinated that we don't exactly know how trees get their water all the way to their leaves and back. It's a pumping process. Is it a cellular process of osmosis? There are a lot of different theories out there and it's still really unknown how that tree finds, keeps, and stores its access to water. And you might just say, well, it's in its roots but the roots don't always have the majority of the water in the tree. It's really fascinating. I also learned that trees learn, they remember, which means they're thinking because they're able to access a memory and go, okay, I did that, that didn't work. I gotta do this differently. And it's not just something that's passed on through their genetics because a tree may be planted in a different location, have access to a different amount of water or sunlight, and they have to actually learn how to store their water and when to use it, when not to use it. I think if you decide to read this book that you will never look at a tree quite the same again. Definitely it will feed your feminine energy inner girl who wants to be barefoot running in the park, hugging trees, and getting close up with nature. Just a little reminder, again, this is my opinion. I think it's really wonderful if you do choose to buy this book or any other book that you support your local bookseller or your local bookstore, not the online superstores that also sell electronics and things like this because they cut the price of books and then other companies can't sell their books at the true value. And as always, keep reading. Now you get to listen to my interview with my husband, Jeff, and I. We recorded this in our backyard. I hope you can hear all of our birds chirping. My gosh, my husband loves the birds. He buys them the most expensive bird seed, and they love it, and they're beautiful. We see so many little bird families. But we just are sitting in our backyard enjoying this sunny afternoon. Fortunately, the weather's been wonderful here, oddly, for February but we wanted to take advantage of it and tell you a little bit more about our relationship, how we communicate, how that all ties into gardening. So here we are. Hello. <laughs> and welcome to our garden. <laughs> welcome to our garden. I wanted to have an episode that reflected the book I had just read and focused a little bit more on nature, relationships, you know, nature's all around us. And I think nature's just this great hidden opportunity to connect with your partner, build something new, communicate in a completely different way than you do inside your house. I don't know, different but similar. Maybe we can talk about that some, how we communicate in the garden, mm -hmm. how we communicate in our relationship. It's an interesting topic. <laughs> but yes, we're in our garden right now. And I'm with my husband, Jeff, if you didn't hear his hello 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 
so Jeff, when I met you, were you a gardener at all? I had had some experience. My mom had a garden when I was growing up and primarily grew vegetables, you know, for obviously for eating, nothing too ornamental. And then I lived on a farm for quite a while in Virginia where I learned even more about working soil, gardening, a little bit about plants and herbs. Um, but I wouldn't say I was my, I wouldn't say my gardening interest was peaked until I met you and we, you knew so many plants names and flower names. And, um, I grew to become very interested in that and admire your knowledge. And I've always been a bit of a, I guess, a nature boy to some degree. So I just kind of naturally kind of dovetailed into your interest in gardening and everything related to it. (laughs) So when you were in Virginia, you said you had you lived on a farm. Mm-hmm. Was this an animal farm? Did you grow a, were you a farmer? Did you grow a crop? No, we didn't grow crops of any sort. What did, what does that mean? I lived on a farm. 24 acres in the country and uh, a lot of animals, horses, goats, sheep, stuff like that. I think it's really interesting that land, well, you had animals, so that's some sort of a, a little farm, mm-hmm. but land, if you have a lot of land, it just equates I live on a farm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're standing out in front of our garden bed, one of our garden beds, and I've got several lettuces. I mean, this one, there's one. It's a uh, bib lettuce. It looks like it's ready to be eaten mm-hmm. tonight. And that one as well. And what's it like when we, when I think I mostly grow a lot of the food we eat in the house, I would say. Mm-hmm. What's it like to come out and pick vegetables with me and us make dinner? What is that like for you? Well, it's incredibly satisfying to eat the plants and vegetables that you have grown. I can't describe it other than if you've done it, you know what I mean. You know, you, you know the feeling of the, the satisfaction of having a tomato and an onion and a, and a salad all there um, that came from stuff you put in the ground months yes. previous. Yes, it's it's amazing to just come out here, oh, do you want salad? What does it feel like to have your own little piece of land and we make it our own little paradise. It's our own little piece of property, whether we're helping insects live or birds have shelter or feeding ourselves. What does that feel like for you as a masculine energy man? It feels like getting back to the way it should be. I think the way we came up in our early evolution as human beings, um, living off the land, having no other choice but to do that to survive. I love getting back into Mm. that sort of primal state Mm. of just getting your hands dirty, watching things grow, harvesting, and also, yeah, have a haven for wildlife (laughs) as you do it, you know, and and for pollinators as well. So it makes you primal. A little bit, yeah. And, uh, you know, Having watched these British gardening shows where they don't wear gloves, I've now stopped wearing gloves when I garden. I love that feeling of getting my hands truly dirty. Well, we should also add, in addition to the tactile feeling of putting your hands in dirt, and if any of my viewers ever seen my videos, I don't have very long fingernails just because I'm gardening (laughs) all the time. But we are also pesticide-free, which means we don't have to wear gloves because there are not chemicals in our soil. So I would say that choosing to have a garden, figuring out where to grow things, figuring out what to grow. He's my professional hole digger. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At first, he was just my 
my free labor. <laughs> he could help me. But then, you know, my husband got really interested in putting things in certain places and understanding the process of figuring where you want to grow things. It's really a lot of thinking ahead, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, It's like um, making an outline before you write something. You know, mm-hmm. you, you want to just look at your plot of land. You want to figure out aesthetically what's going to work with this plant or that plant or that flower against that shrub. And, you know, that's a lot of planning between you and I to communicate what we want and um, then setting about doing it. And um, there's constant communication between uh, the two of us as we yes. go along and, and build this garden. And every year, I have to say, it, it's really satisfying to see it get better and better and better. Mm-hmm. We do improve upon it, much like, I would say, a marriage yeah. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I just put that together, seriously. Constant, yeah, constant <laughs> learning and, and building and trying things out and discarding what doesn't work and mm-hmm. bringing in what does work and trying to improve mm-hmm. on that every year. That's a really good point. Now, I will say... You know, just like with any communication in marriage, it is not always easy. Okay. My husband and I can both be emotional people. We can be, as creative people, we can be very into our idea or our vision and get emotionally committed. So just like with anything, we've had to do a lot of discussion and figuring out how to, how to talk about things, how to work through things. The garden is such a good place to do that. Because we really have to focus on listening to one another, making sure each other is mutually respected, and planning and, and strategizing. And a lot of times, I have to be in my masculine energy in the garden because it takes a lot of figuring things out and solving things. However, my husband is big, strong guy, and he does so much of the heavy lifting and maneuvering and, oh my gosh... Not to brag on you too much, but <laughs> he can he can outtask, I would say, if I had three people working for me. He's just so strong. If you give him a job, he gets it done and some. It's really amazing. So I think the garden, if you have a garden, if you have a man that you can practice gardening with, you'll also be practicing communication skills and learning how to be better communicators and practice feminine and masculine energy another thing that I really love about gardening is when we get to walk through our garden together mm-hmm. that is one of my favorite moments mm-hmm. in the spring and summer even fall right before the sun goes down or in the morning when we have our coffee I'll ask him let's just walk through our garden for a few minutes let's just walk and not pick out anything that's wrong. Or... I was going to say, sometimes I say, yeah, but now I don't want to plan anything. <laughs> I don't want to do any planning. I don't want any thinking. Let's just enjoy the aesthetics of what we've done. You know, that's hard the, for the, me. The, re- the result. I know. I know. And that's, that's just, it's kind of against your nature. But at the same time, I, you know, I know we both love to enjoy the, the final result together to see things at their peak. And yeah, and just enjoy the beauty. Because why, why are we doing it otherwise? Hmm gives me something to do as well but okay you're 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 right I think all gardeners are always looking for that other little thing you need to tweak or prune or Mm -hmm. or move or fix and yeah I have to go okay I'm just gonna walk around the garden and we're gonna enjoy it and uh lean back 
and we walk hand in hand and we enjoy our beautiful garden. That's a good feeling, isn't it? It's a great feeling. Great feeling. And if we didn't have our garden, I don't know if we would be experiencing those feelings on that magnitude. No, it gives us a, sh- a shared interest and something that's actually quite beautiful too. Yeah. You know, so so I think um, emotionally, aesthetically, it all lines up. Uh, educationally, because we we learn things all the time. Always learning. Um, so so it is a, it is a nice thing to share because we both have our different interests that we don't really share or even need to our our individual pursuits. But this is something where we come together and really. You know, it's kind of like an ongoing project we have mm-hmm. really year-round. I mean, it, it, does, it is year-round. There's a little bit of dormancy in the winter, but generally we're always thinking about it, always working on it. Yeah, I would say the dormancy doesn't last long because if we're either planting bulbs or preparing for the next year or, you know, moving things around. I had a couple of questions I wanted to ask you about gardening mm-hmm. and being husband and wife, communicating and things like this. What is your favorite thing to do in the garden with me? We already kind of touched on it, but I'll just touch on it again, which is that thing, that walk around. That was your favorite thing? The walk thing. through, yes. Because, oh, gosh. Because, like I said, to, to me, we do put a lot of work and time into the doing, the, the getting dirty, uh, you know, getting the tools out, putting the tools back in, mm-hmm. uh, making sure the watering system's happening, like all this maintenance that has to be done for what I consider that, that final product, mm-hmm. you know, the end result, which is the, are these big flourishing plants and flowers. And I just love to walk through with you and, and see that final result and just, just the t- fruits of our labor, the fruits of our labor. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I think everything up to that point is enjoyable. But I think my absolute favorite thing is, is, is the reward. Interesting. And that's, that's the big reward for me and the big point of it all. That is, that's so masculine. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to walk through the garden. I brought it up. But I just think that's so masculine that the guy is all about that end result. Results oriented. Yeah, results oriented. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, you know, because my favorite thing to do in the garden. I'm going to sound like a, a real weirdo. <laughs> I love to watch you when you don't know I'm watching you. Oh, interesting. Uh, Our laundry room overlooks a little bit of the backyard. And I'll see my husband just doing something, whether it's grass seed or some sort of maintenance, or he's walking around figuring things out. (laughs) I will tell you, you always look angry as hell. (laughs) I think my natural state is to have a very serious and concerned look on my face, which I think people have often mistaken as angry, but I'm not. You are invited to join my online coaching community. I have a private online coaching community where I teach monthly classes. I have guest coaches, guest speakers, moderators, and so much to share with you. You can join as a member on a monthly basis and cancel at any time. You can post questions, help others where you can lend an answer, and access our library list of growing classes and workshops. There's so much fun in this group and I especially love the supportive community. It's on a monthly basis so you can join and cancel at any time. Head on over to diamondgirl.me group. That's D-I-A-M-O-N-D-G-I-R-L dot me slash group. I can't wait to see you over at iHeart Love Academy.
but I'm watching you and you're working and I, I see you looking at what, what you're doing and you're, you're bending down and you're <laughs> stooping over and, you know, I just fall in love with you all over again. Every time I see you in the yard working. The other thing I really love about gardening with you is that it gives us endless conversations. I mean, we can talk for hours about our garden, what we're doing with it, uh, certain particular plants, our banana trees, our for banana example. Trees, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we care for these banana trees like they're our children. Well, they and it, yeah, they they go from nothing to what seven, eight feet, nine feet high. I would 12? say more like twenty. No, I, they never got well. They get pretty high. Yeah, I'm I, six feet three, and there's probably they're always two way me, over so that's, our that's heads. That's twelve, thirteen feet. That's yeah. a so it's it, and it's amazing to see that rate of growth in something year after year after year after year. We cut them down at the end of the year, they come back, and they, come they, back. they just require a lot of water, a lot of love. And we've even seen little banana pods. I call. Oh them, yeah, we have little uh, bananas at the end of uh, each season. Never edible, but just a beautiful thing to see. I love it. Yeah. They're like, again, they're like our children and just all the phases of our, our garden. So my other question I wanted to ask you was what is your favorite thing to do in the garden? We're going to do like a little bit of like, uh, what was that show where the couples, that show what is all connection? about making whoopee. Like what did your oh, partner uh, say? Newlywed game. Newlywed game. We're going to play a little bit of a newlywed game. Okay. Okay. I think I know what the answer is. Okay. And I'm not going, I promise you I'm going to be honest. What is your favorite thing to do in the garden? What is my favorite thing to do in the garden? I want you to think about what my answer would be. Mm. I have an idea of what yours is. And yeah. we have to promise to be, you know, honest with our answer because we don't have this card like in the newlywed game. Right, right. Okay, sure. So what do you think is my favorite thing to do in the garden your favorite thing to do in the garden mm -hmm. um hmm i think you like at least lately it seems like you really like planting things from seed well it's the winter i mean that's that's yeah. what i like to do you know that's my answer you, you're very close okay because i do love transplanting I love taking something, potting it up. I like taking a seed that I've grown. It's gotten enough roots that I can move it and do something else. I also really love tying up my tomatoes oh, in the summer. It's one of my favorite All things. Right. Right. Other yeah. than eating them, tying them yeah, up. Of course. Okay, so what is your favorite thing to do in the garden? It might be a little generic or broad, but I love taking <laughs> something from a planter, usually something we bought, but maybe something you've also grown. And I just love, I love the act of digging the hole, getting my hands dirty, planting that thing, filling up the hole and watering it. I just love that act. Um, it's If you think about our front garden, mm -hmm. I have, if I have a whole bunch of pansies going into the winter, if I have a whole series of things that we've bought, that go in that front garden. I love two two hours of just popping that stuff into the ground. Okay, you heard it here first, ladies. Men love to fill up an empty space. Is that not true? I guess so. They love to fill up an empty space. So whether you're creating that space inside of you so the man can come along and fill it up, it's very clear that you get some sort of fulfillment. Empty spot, I'm filling it up. Mm -hmm. 
and making making something nature abhors a, a vacuum mm-hmm. you know you're you're filling up with that and it's instant spot. beautification you know it's mm-hmm. it, it yeah. uh, can stand back two hours later after watering it everything I planted and go all right again and, we're back to and, that end result and it's going to grow <laughs> and I'm going to watch it grow interesting so so that's where that's just to me that's the the primal basic joy of gardening so you know i've noticed that for me it's about how i'm feeling while i'm doing something Mm -hmm. i take my little seedling out i'm potting it up and i'm like oh my little baby like i want to take care of it and i'm i'm concerned with how it feels i'm concerned with how it's growing or i see my husband in the backyard and i'm feeling all of these feelings it's very interesting we're very much masculine and feminine in our own good ways in our garden Mm -hmm. now i have to tell you I thought you were going to tell me your favorite thing to do in the garden was your hot composter. Ah, uh, that was second. <laughs> I love composting. Yeah, I love, I've gotten really into composting. That was actually a gift for you, but I think I've become a little more insane about it. It's because it's yucky. I'll see stuff on the side of the street and go, ooh, I could compost that. <laughs> <laughs> it's yucky business, but it's, it's but, dirty business, but good business. But again, it, it, I like to see that transformation of either what would have been waste mm-hmm. or junk mm-hmm. or just kind of like um, detritus from uh, cooking, you know, yeah. like, like uh, things that you don't eat but you throw away. I like throwing that into the composter and six months later, or it's, you, soil. it's soil. So if anyone... You don't maybe know what a hot composter is. It's a, it's like this bin made out of some sort of insulation. Kind of a styrofoam material. And you put stuff in the top and it gets so hot in there because it's insulated. It makes your, uh, it breaks down the waste much more quickly. I mean, we don't put like chicken bones in there, but you can. Uh, but we have cut down, I would say our garbage that exits our house has been cut down by more than half. Well, sure. Plus you don't have that smell of throwing stuff, you know, rotten stuff into the garbage, uh, every day. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So it, it, it's, um, it's multifold. Mm -hmm. It's also, also this process of renewal where, you know, waste turns into something that is going to nourish your new plants. Mm -hmm. And then when those plants sprout and let's say it's something we're eat that's edible we cut that up we use it we take that waste and it goes back into the that's compost right. i mean it is it is the most natural and beautiful yes. form of recycling huge cycle the plants inevitably we grow more than we can eat or something goes bad i should mention that we also have a thirds rule in our yard which is a third just doesn't grow or it doesn't happen and then a third we have nature take from us whether it's birds or an insect and then a third we eat or look at do three thirds equal a whole yes okay good (laughs) (laughs) three thirds equal a whole yes four fourths equal a whole i'm look i'm I'm a very smart person but i have my i have my places where I, I, I'm very glad I have you as my husband. It's well, good balance. That's the, yeah, I think we have a good balance that way. Because, you know, there are, I have my weaknesses and you fill in those gaps. Yes. Yes, we make it work. Anything else you want to share about our garden and our relationship and communication? And Well, I like that we have our garden because I do think it has been very positive for us as a couple. Oh, yeah. And on top of that, 
we now love to go visit visit gardens and yep. and oh a trip to the garden store is amazing picking out plants or it's so exciting it's just given us something new to do together and and yeah. speak about and keep i really feel like it's going to be the thing that keeps our relationship fresh and growing way into our twilight years and when we go to different cities and we travel like well, well where, where are the gardens yes. where's the arboretum where are the whether it's dc atlanta london the chelsea flower show like it's just can't, become this sort of destination for us and can't you see us as you know much older people still gardening together we're oh, still yeah, going to be doing absolutely this. and we've met thankfully in this neighborhood we've met some older folks who <laughs> yeah. um really are still very involved in gardening it's something you can do to keep moving mm -hmm. um to keep fit uh, and to keep connected to nature and to, yes. to connect it to each other because you so. do move your body in a lot of different ways and one time i had my uh, step counter on and i walked over four miles in my own yard yeah i've done just like, doing things i've done only a mere two hours of various gardening whether it's you know planting bending down shoveling you know whatever, whatever it is and the next day, I'll feel like I've had a full workout. Oh, yeah. I'm sore, and it feels good. <laughs> and it's a good feeling. Oh yeah, yeah. So, it's a workout. Man, it's there's there's a there's a lot of really really great positives about gardening. Yes. I can't think of a single negative, quite honestly. It's calming. It's calming. Yeah. It it helps you get away from yourself. Sometimes when I'm not feeling my greatest, I'll go out into the garden, and it does take me a little while to get into it. It's not an instant thing but it really does boost my mood i mm -hmm. feel like i've accomplished something mm -hmm. and i've done something all right well live or live but recorded from our own garden yeah i'll see everyone next week bye everyone thanks for listening <laughs>